Welcome to another installment of It's Personal with Pants Optional. I'm Adelise, and today we're interviewing Maria. Woohoo! What's your last name? Because I don't know your last name. Salmeron. Salmeron. Yep. Sal- like Salmeron. Is that yes. how it's supposed to be pronounced? Actually, that it, yes. Okay. Every time I talk to someone, it's usually a non-Spanish speaker. Yeah. And so I just make it sound Salmeron. as white as possible. Because I saw it and I was like, that's a that's an interesting last name. I don't think I've ever come Spanish. across that last name. Yeah. Yep. You got it. You nailed it. Awesome. I also feel the need to ex- to say that I do have pants on. <laughs> like we're not just sitting in this room without I pants. I have half pants on. <laughs> okay. Um, we are going to talk about, I guess, expectations in all of its uh, shape and form and capacities. Expectations about relationships and who we think that we're going to become when we grow up and how that usually doesn't end up the way we think it will. I was going to say, in all of its lack of glory. Yes, (laughs) that's very good. Do you want to go into what expectations you had for yourself growing up or or did your parents place those expectations on you? Yeah, so as far as um, when I was a lot younger, not in high school, not romantically thinking about anything really, um, my expectation was to always go to college. That was never an option. That was a thing. I was going to go to college, get a job, get married have kids, live the American dream. Um, It became more prevalent when I was in high school and I started dating my high school sweetheart, I guess is what people say. And um, that is kind of when everything solidified for me and the American dream really became something that I had to achieve. How old were you? Uh... I was a I was a junior in high school when we first started dating. So like sixteen. Yeah, six. Yep, sixteen, seventeen, around that age. Um, and we dated for the rest of high school, all through college. Um, well, I guess towards up until the very end of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dream was exactly that: buy a house, which I did. A big house, because you have to have room to start a family. Mm-hmm. Like right um, up, you bought a house like right after college. I bought a house or when during... I was in, when I was nineteen years old. Oh my god! Um, it was huge. It was twenty two hundred square feet. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it had three bedroom, two bath, two living rooms. So you were like and on it. Like you wanted. You were like I'm I, doing this now. I was on it. My Pinterest wedding board <laughs> was thriving. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's like, I don't know how many pages, if, if you could put it in pages, how long it would be, but it was just extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a definite thing. Yeah. Got the house. I had the boyfriend. Did he live with you? He did not live with me. Okay. Um, he did not, but I just always thought that obviously we would get married, and he would. Um, right, right. I kind of thought after college, once we graduated, he would move in. Um, And we would get married and have lots of children and it'd be a fantastic starter home. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I actually kind of take that from my mom. She's the one who said, oh, this is a really good starter home. (laughs) And I just 
went with it. Mm -hmm. I remember looking at the house and not really loving it, but when my mom said this is a good starter home and she thought it was a good investment, which it was, but I just bought into it so much more because, okay, great. Right, because it's like the fantasy. You had this fantasy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. a fantasy is definitely, yeah, that's the correct way of saying it for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you had the expectation, you had everything set up, right? Like, you were planning on, you know, graduating, getting a job, getting married, doing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Was there ever, like, a, and then, and then what? Like No, there wasn't, yeah. All, like, you had all of your value put into this, like, uh, like, what is it, like, the nuclear family sort of ideal of the American dream? Yeah, so that was actually, that, um, I'm really glad that you pointed that point that out because it was really weird I remember when I was younger and I was living in that house and I was dating my boyfriend and we were talking about getting married and having kids I never saw past that Mm -hmm. I never had any vision beyond that a lot of people talk about like oh I can't wait to grow old with you and I remember thinking like I'm not really picturing that I don't Mm -hmm. I don't have those feelings but I don't know how to move past this big idea that I need to conquer yeah right now like once I finish that then you'll figure out the rest yeah like what it was absolutely Mm -hmm. I didn't think beyond that this so that was you talked about value um I put all my value in achieving that American dream Mm -hmm. with with a man Mm -hmm. more specifically like that was a big deal Mm -hmm. I I it didn't it wasn't successful if I did it by myself Okay. So you never had, um, or what were your career expectations? If you oh my them? God. My career expectations. CEO. I'm not even lying. No, I'm I not believe, lying. I believe you. <laughs> I, I really wanted, so I thought, I really wanted to be a CEO with the, what are those fancy Louis Vuitton thousand dollar mm-hmm. shoes? Like I, I'm still gonna get those by the way. Yes. One of these days. <laughs> um, but that was definitely the dream, which is funny because it doesn't have any specifics to it. I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, CEO for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let me apply for CEO. <laughs> Can I? Yeah, I don't care what company it is or what the mission I is. I'm applying to the CEO position. CEO please. position of the world, please. <laughs> And I think in in college, I really blame that expectation or, yeah, I blame that expectation on college. I was a business management major and every almost every single professor told me, obviously told the entire class, like, you guys are here because you're going to be managers and CEOs of companies. And I was like, great. That's why. Great. I want to pay for that. Mm-hmm. You know. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, 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 that's why I'm getting this degree to be a CEO. Um, and then, and then, graduated college, or more so last last year, last semester of my senior year. I'm trying to find a job because now I'm on my gonna be on my own, and I have all this free time, and I have this huge 2,200 square foot house that I have to pay for in Austin, Texas, Travis County. Okay, great. I got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I might as well have just gotten a job at McDonald's, really, because that's where you start out on the bottom. But yeah. no one tells you that. I don't. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of parents tell you that. But when you're in college and they're teaching you how to 
quote unquote manage a business, which is all academic, right? So they don't actually know what real world management looks like. Yeah. I just thought, oh shit, I'm going to be making a lot of money. Like straight out of college. Oh yeah. I thought I'd be, I thought I'd be golden for Mm -hmm. sure. So when did your, um, when did your dream shatter? Wow. The whole, the entire dream shattered when my boyfriend broke up with me. Um, we had been together for five years, had just celebrated our five-year anniversary. Um, he was talking about buying a ring. Um, and we had discussed children, you know, oh, wow. trying to figure out how to have twins which is, you can't have that discussion. Like, that that's not how it works. But we were like, yeah, yeah, we got to figure that out. <laughs> Pop two out in one, in one day or something. That'd be great. Um, and so I thought everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then we broke up, and it has... I've just now learned this past year, we broke up like four or five years ago around there, and I just learned this year that I had been putting all of my value into my relationship in my past relationship because that's what I thought was successful. Mm-hmm. Not, I thought success equaled relationship, marriage. Mm-hmm. So everything shattered when we broke up and I didn't understand why. And it was devastating also because my entire future was gone. Mm-hmm. My future only relied around him. And of course, like I wanted the job, but I was like, well, that'll come in time. <laughs> I'll eventually, mm-hmm. I can still become a CEO. That's not out of the picture, right? But the family and the American dream of keeping the house, I, I had to sell the house. I couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, the children, now I can't have kids anytime soon, which mm-hmm. I thought I would. Um, all of that disintegrated. Where where did it come from? Like, where did that stem from? What did you see when you were growing up? Was it just, like, in media? Was it, like, your family? I would say society. Okay. Um, which, I guess, how do you watch... <sighs> I don't really know how to answer that because it's, like, where do you watch society? Yeah, well, it's it's in media. It's like watching any, like, TV show or Disney movie or whatever. It's definitely in media, I would agree, and I think it's almost more than that. I feel Mm -hmm. like the American dream was really... I I, I didn't coin that. Like, where where am I getting this, quote-unquote, American dream? I didn't come up with that. Someone else did. Mm -hmm. And a lot of society is going along with that and thinking that the house, the wife, or the marriage and the kids, that's what is successful. Yeah. And so I just thought that I had to do that in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. So after you you have your breakup, was that after graduation? That was during, um, that was the last semester of college. Okay. So how did you regain your identity? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't for like four years okay and honestly like last year i know that sounds weird but it took me a lot so how did you regain your identity oh i didn't time it took me understanding that i don't need to be successful to anyone Mm -hmm. i'm already important and have value because of my existence 
and it doesn't rely on anyone's perspective or opinion of importance. So what what were you like what happened to you after after the breakup and after you sold the house like where where were you at like mentally and like emotionally? I lost my shit. Okay. I flat out lost my marbles. I I don't think a lot of people admit it and I don't think I'm the only one. But I joke, but it's truthful. When I refer back to Britney Spears in 2009, 2012. Seven. Oh, excuse me. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Where she, she fucking yeah. lost her shit. I, I was her. I didn't shave my head. Yeah. And I didn't beat up cars. Umbrellas. Yeah. But like, I probably would have beaten up a car for sure. <laughs> like, I have thought about it. Anyways. <laughs> um... Where was I? I lost my shit, man. I... Honestly, the last semester was nuts. I cried every single day in class, in every single class. People would stare at me, and I couldn't control it. I could not control the devastation that I felt. Yeah. Um, It was just overwhelming. Uh, It's, like, overwhelming. Just, like... um, thinking about it because it was so painful Mm -hmm. and for it what sucked worse was we had classes together we had two classes together and he we always chose to sit next to each other towards the end I told him I was like I can't do this anymore don't because he would talk to me as if we were still together Oh, okay. It's like he wanted the relationship kind of, or like the perks of the relationship, but he knew that we weren't together anymore. Why Why did you break up, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, yeah. So we broke up. <sighs> I never talked to him about why we broke up. I, To me, I don't have any confusion towards it. I think he knew that it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time, he didn't really have a reason to break up either. He didn't understand it. But he knew that it wasn't right anymore. And so he ended it. Mm-hmm. I also think he ended it because he knew that I never would. Okay. I loved him so much. And there were a lot of red flags and a lot of things that I was unhappy about. But I even told myself, I was like, I love him so much. I will sacrifice the rest of my life to be with him. Um, and I'm really thankful that he cut the cord because I would have never done it. Mm-hmm. And, it and it wouldn't have been life to the fullest. Yeah. Um, so to go back, it's devastating. Okay, so six months. So we had been broken up for like six months. And I had, I kept praying and praying that we would get back together. Mm-hmm. Because I really thought that that was meant to be, or, like, we were meant to be together. We had talked about it so much. Why would this not be a thing anymore, right? The plan was set in stone. My expectation was that we were going to get married. We talked about it. It was a thing. I thought it was going to happen. Um, I kept praying for us to get back together. And finally, one night, they weren't even my words. Um, I don't know if you're... I don't know your demographic on your listeners, but I'm religious, obviously, And the words that came out of my mouth during my prayer weren't mine. Mm -hmm. I had prayed, I had prayed that I would 
meet a man that God felt was fitting mm-hmm. for me at the time. Three days later, um, I got in contact, not me reaching out or anything like that, but it just so happened that we had like ran into each other with an old high school friend. I never really looked at him, you know, like it was never a romantic interest. We hit it off. I would say he was a huge part of me getting through the tough time because he was so loving and caring. We didn't love each other. We never said, I love you. I knew kind of from the beginning that he wasn't the one that I was going to marry, but I just, it just felt so good to have that comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, we were together on and off for like two years, which is way too long for what was really meant to be. Yeah. Um, and then I kept dating around. I lost my shit even more, moved in back with my mom and dad, lived at home for a while, didn't have a job. I was jobless and I didn't do anything for like months. And I don't even think my parents cared because they knew that I was just, I was, I was kind of too far gone Yeah. at that point and I needed time. Um, fast forward, I don't know, three years later, I got a job that I loved in construction and I was starting to make friends my own age um, and kind of doing my own thing. And then I finally moved out. Um, so what expectation or did you have expectations of yourself after the breakup? Like, was there something that you were, did you have goals? Like something you were striving for after, after the fact? Or like, were, did it take you so long to sort of like rebuild yourself and figure out who you were again before you can create like a goal for yourself? I don't, I don't have, um, I don't have goals for myself. Okay. Um, and I don't mean that in a depressing way. I don't think it's depressing at all. I think, um, I think I'm rebuilding them right now. Okay. I, my, I didn't meet my expectation of what it was and it was too big of an idea. I was putting all of my value and foundation in that, which disappeared instantly. And so now I'm trying to learn to not put value in anything or goal, which for me, translate to don't put my value in goals don't make goals in order to feel valuable Mm -hmm. my value needs to become an internal situation and from god Mm -hmm. and with that then i can move forward in whichever way i want Mm -hmm. after um after the breakup did you were you still looking for someone else to sort of like rebuild Mm. like your your identity or your fantasy with yeah, I definitely did after after we broke up and even after the the second guy that I met mm. after. I definitely I dated around a lot. I did a lot of things that weren't me. Yeah. Um because I kept thinking that if I had a relationship and a boyfriend then I was valuable. Mhm. I didn't have that understanding when I was doing it, but I just kept looking for a guy. Mhm. Um and then, and then something happened. The last guy that I dated was an absolute fucking asshole. And we actually don't cuss on the podcast. We don't. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you're such an. You're the asshole. We actually, ma'am, could you leave? Ma'am, could you please? Could um, you leave? Watch your language. <laughs> so the last guy that I dated was an absolute asshole. And after that, I was just like, yeah, I don't. I just don't want to do this anymore. It doesn't yeah. matter to me anymore. And I just didn't care. 
do your parents or your family um, push, like, the whole marriage thing on you at all? I kind of think that my mom does. She's only ever pushed anything on me because she thought that it was what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So the house was a really big thing, and I wanted the house. And so she pushed me, like, okay, we're going to get this house. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point, I don't want this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't think she understands... And why would she? She doesn't understand. She doesn't know my internal dialogue. Yeah. And I think the same thing goes to marriage. I wanted marriage so badly. And I still wanted marriage. Yeah. For different reasons now. But, like, at the time, it's just, like, the idea of the thing, not the thing itself. Yeah. It was... I wanted the production back then. Yeah. And now I just want, like, a partner. Yeah. Okay. So, now you would say that you're still in the process of rebuilding yourself even after all this time because it's like how long did it take you to quote-unquote recover from yeah. that yeah it like, took me yeah you're what 26 mm-hmm. and this happened when you were 21 22 yeah we broke up i think when i was 22 mm-hmm. yeah it took me a while to get over it i think now i have an understanding I have an understanding of the situation and yeah. I can put words to it. So like if it were ha- were to happen again, it wouldn't be nearly as earth-shattering. Yeah. I I wouldn't say that I don't know who I am. I feel pretty comfortable in what I do in my everyday life and like being alone. Mm-hmm. But to put words to that, like I don't know what that means. Mhm. And I couldn't explain it. Yeah. But now it's like after because it, it was literally like your entire life just fell apart before you. Yeah. And everything that you thought that you were going to be just fell apart. And yeah. it's like 21 or 22 is kind of like the age where that tends to happen, I feel like. Whether it's with a job or with a relationship or whatever. Yeah. So it's understandable. But it's like now, like you spend the majority or at least half of a good chunk of your 20s like um, regaining your sense of like identity like what do you how am I valuable like how am I doing this and then kind of thinking back like oh I did this because of this and that's why I felt this way yep and now you know yeah like you're aware Mm mm-hmm what um how what did you do to get there did you go to counseling did you I was just time what did I uh that's a great question I did 12 step I did what people in AA do or people addicted to drugs do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I did. literally? Yeah. I okay. literally went to 12 Step. Um, my buddy, actually, on my podcast, am I allowed to give a shout out? Yeah. On we're, my... We're going to shout out your podcast at the oh, end, okay. but yeah. <laughs> so, on my podcast, I interviewed one of my best friends, and he had been to AA. Um, he was just telling me about 12 Step. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this is a great tool for anyone, anyone and everyone should go to do to do this. And so I did, and it helped me understand why I was so angry and why I reacted certain ways, and which all came down to self-esteem, which came down to my value and where I found it. So 12-step was definitely my answer, and um, actually last year I did start going to counseling, and that has helped immensely as well. But mm-hmm. both of them... Counseling is great, but I am doing a lot more work faster and more efficiently because of 12-step. Oh, wow. 
Mm-hmm. I recommend it to anyone. I didn't know you could do that, like, for for your, like, self. Yeah, because 12-step isn't really about being addicted to... It's not, be, it's not about addiction. Mm-hmm. It's about why are you behaving this way? What's causing you to do these things? Mm-hmm. There's not really anything about addiction in 12-step. That's, I did not know that. It's fun. It's a really fun fact. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you said that you are now sort of finding... You, like, are finding value in just existing. You're like, I am valuable because I exist and I am in this world. And I think that's pretty um, revolutionary. I don't yet believe it. I'll admit that. Yeah. But it's like a radical way to, like, try and think. Yeah. I'm trying to believe it. Yeah. I get that. Um, What do you have expectations of yourself now? Or no? I do have expectations for myself. Like of who you will become or what I you want. I still have the expectation of... I'm a, I started my own business last year. And mm-hmm. I have the expectation that that needs to be profitable. And I want to be known for my business. Which is an expectation that I want to get rid of because, again, that's where I'm trying to find value and I don't want to find value in my work. Yeah. Because um, sometimes it doesn't always work out. Yeah. Do I have expectations of myself? I have expectations that I will get married and that I will have children. Hopefully. No, I still want it to happen. <laughs> but, like, I'm not as rushed for it. Mm-hmm. I definitely have expectations for myself. monetarily Mm -hmm. financially I guess that's a really good question that I can't answer yet that's fine you did good yeah they're definitely there but yeah that's a good question because I don't want those expectations (laughs) right I want to get rid of those but they're there where can people find you um Y'all can find me on Instagram, Maria underscore Salmeron, S-A-L-M-E-R-O-N, because a lot of people think it's really complicated, but it's not. It's fine. Salmeron. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. It is Spanish, but... I don't want to brag, but... <laughs> but Edelise could say it pretty good. Um, and you can also find my podcast called The Reality of It Is on iTunes and SoundCloud. And what is your podcast about? My podcast is about unspoken, relatable topics. So Mm -hmm. people come on and talk about their life experiences that they've had. Um, But a lot of people usually go through similar things, but we just don't talk about it. Right. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Maria, and talking about expectations and and the likes. Thanks for having me. Okay, cool. (laughs) 